Ladies and gentlemen, we're here at the fabulous New Way Lounge in downtown Spartanburg, South Carolina, the oldest bar in town. I'm here uh, with my host here, Mr. Oh, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Paul. Paul Topless. I'm here. And Paul's Paul's not topless today, so. No. Uh, it's and too cold. I'm your host, Mark Rocco Dawson, and we're here today with Mr. T.J. Jeter. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. And you're, uh, I would uh, push where you're playing tonight, but this ain't going to air for a while. But, uh, T.J., you can catch T.J. playing out everywhere in town and around the area. So, uh, if you're out there, there's nothing to do. Go look and see if he's playing. Absolutely. Um, T.J., I want to start off with, uh, with what got you into music um well my family just about my entire family on both sides mother's side father's side both are very musical um spiritual as well too aren't they yeah yeah it, uh if i'm not mistaken in your uh your dad or something in, in big with churches or something like that um or what's one, one the, of whole, the, the whole family, family no, is the, yeah it's the whole family okay well there you go um grew up grew up in church grew up singing in church but uh my dad was a was a, a drummer and a singer. My mom writes poetry, and she writes she writes plays and poetry and uh, wow, we all, just, that, all that sort of thing. So has she had anything published, is it, or is this something that was done through through the church and for the church? No, well, she she hadn't had anything published. She she writes for her own enjoyment. She's written right. some plays that um, she has gotten people to perform and the whole nine sure. she gets her she gets her people yeah together and rehearses them up and the whole deal yeah. oh, wow so she's a she's a playwright yeah okay well see now so we might need to get your mom on here to talk about <laughs> some of the stuff she does we had mamie uh mamie morgan yep yeah and you know, do you do you know mamie i think so yeah she's uh, was erica jones's matron of honor for yep. a wedding Mm-hmm. Uh, and she's a poet, and we had her on here the other day, and she was quite I Eric, mean, Erica Brown. Yeah, Erica Brown. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, er, not not your Erica, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you got to watch out around here sometimes. You say somebody's name, they'll be like, "Oh," and it'd be the wrong person. You it's Biggie and Little E. Okay, that, that's how we that's how we refer to them. All right, so so uh, musical family. Yeah. Uh, what what? Okay, so so the influence is there, but what got you? doing your thing um starting out it was stories my dad would tell about uh the midnight sun i used to be here in spartanburg playing playing in the midnight sun and uh being good friends with all the guys from the marshall tucker band and uh going on the road being in panama city florida and playing gigs down there and Seeing old pictures, seeing videos. Your dad, like your dad was in a, tu- a touring band, wasn't he? Yeah. And what band was that? So he had a band. He had uh, two bands. He had one that was uh, the Chocolate Buttermilk Band. It was called Toby King and Chocolate Buttermilk. And uh, had another band called Whipstick. Uh, I saw some promo photos for that band. Yeah. Uh, Freddie Vanderford. Was he in that band with him? Fred, no, Freddie wasn't in that band. Uh, but Freddie and my dad went to high school together, so they've known each other since they were kids. So Freddie's got a lot of those pictures and things like that. So yeah. that's why you'll see you'll see Freddie Vanderford posting stuff about my dad because they just go back that far. All right, so uh, so you got music all in your family. Uh, outside influences uh, we come from the inside here on this case. Yeah. So, so uh, what was your first instrument? When did you pick it up then? 
Um, first instrument was the drums. I thought I was going to be exactly like my dad. And so uh, he got me a pair of Promark, I'll never forget it, Promark uh, 747 drumsticks and a practice pad when I was seven years old and a rudiment sheet with the original 13 rudiments on it. And he made me practice those same uh, 13 rudiments until I was 10 years old. So for three years, all I had was a pair of drumsticks and a practice pad. Then I got a snare drum, and then eventually I got a full drum set. And once I got the drum set, the only thing I had in my bedroom was I had uh, I had my drum set, I had a bed, and I had a five-disc CD changer. And I would get up in the morning, go to school, and I would come home, and I would play drums until it was time to go to bed. So you put, put a CD into the into the changer, and you'd sit and drum to the CD, and yeah, yeah. I, and what what sort of music was that? So, uh, so, so you, your dad was in a touring band, yeah, uh, and and his friends with Marshall Tucker Band and all, mm. all of that. So, music's obviously been a, a big influence in family life. And he's coming back and he's telling you all these stories yeah. of life on the road and how good it is to be in a band, which we all know is is true to a certain extent. To a certain extent, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it's it's something that's in the family but what yeah. was the what was the music that you were hearing the most when you when you were that sort of age seven to ten years old what I got can, you going there i can tell you what i what i had loaded up into my five disc changer i can tell you now was it the same stuff that your dad was playing in local in the band and all that stuff um a lot of it a lot of it was yeah well so you but, so you were finding yourself was branching out a little bit on your musical taste there from what was being yeah, so I did a so I've been I've done a little bit of everything and we'll get into and we'll get into all of the different genres I've done. Yeah, in yeah. Second, so but, so what but, were your five discs? So um I had you know the band Tower of Power? I had a Tower oh, yeah. I yeah. had a Tower of Power greatest hits C D and I would play along with it. And what I would do you know when the when the C D finishes, it just goes to another one. Yeah. So I would play straight through all of these CDs. Right. Every day, right? Oh, like yeah. Like multiple times. So I had a Tower of Power Greatest Hits CD. I had an Average White Band Greatest Hits CD. I had uh, it was some guy. I can't remember the guy's name, but he did like rock covers, just instrumental. He was a like that. None of the songs had uh, vocals on them. Right. It w- it would be like Cream tunes, or it would be like uh, Zeppelin tunes. Just no no vocal. It's this guy that did like a covers album. Um. So I had that. I had um. Did I say James Brown? I had no. James. I had James Brown live at the Apollo. So that's the that was the fourth one, and then I had. Um, no, I had two. I had James Brown live at the Apollo from two different years. I had like sixty something, and then I had like ninety something. Right. So th- those were the five. Right. Heavy funk rotation. Yeah. But that's good. So that's that's kind of the lane that that uh, I wanted to be in. So I I started I started uh, playing funk, and had to kind of dial it back some. 
after the years because only play, the only place I played for years was my bedrooms. My dad told me, you don't get to play outside of the house until you sound good. So, I mean, so, okay. That's some, and, that's some Jackson 5 stuff right no, there. And, no, and so, and this is, this is what I'll, this is what nah, I'll say to that. Because practice is good, man. Because, because I say that, but I don't say that in a negative way. I didn't feel negatively about it when he said it yeah, to yeah. me. The thing, so what you'll see now is, and I'm not naming any person in particular, but you will see now that people will go out and play and they're not ready to be out playing in yeah. front of people. Yeah. Like, well, and he was just a guy that was like, when people see you the first time, you are going to be ready. So he wanted you to be, he wanted uh, to, to you to have that. Uh, that attitude that you you're going to go out there and be your best that you know that you're going to you're going to bring your 100 percent and you know you're going to do it good yeah Yeah. i'm not trying to figure like like uh guys will show up to a gig and and i i won't say a gig so guys will show up to an open mic say just call it an open mic you show up to this open mic and hey i want to play drums yeah and and they sign up and you say cool and you get them back there and they can't play. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, you we, know what I mean? Well, or or yeah. guitar or yeah, bass we, we, or whatever. It we is. talked about this the other day, well, now, didn't we, Mark? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're talking about dynamics. You know, yeah. dynamics is important in everything you do, especially drums. Yeah. Because if you can't get silent and let people show their stuff, uh, or you can't do a certain kind of uh, a beat or something like that, and that's what they're doing there. Yeah. Yeah. In, in in that kind of situation, you uh, the, the drummer's kind of got to be better than everybody else. Because, Almost, yeah. Uh, because you know you've got to be able to uh, you, uh, pick up on that song that that this guy wants to play. You've got to know what what rhythm it is, uh, where to come in, where to go out, um, where to and, slow down, and, where and, to be light, and to be able to play with the bass player. So, yeah. So, so you, I would say a drummer has to be more in tune than anybody else. A drummer has to be more in tune than than almost anybody else in the band because so much is resting on the drummer and what the drummer does and is doing. Now, wasn't it James Brown that said everything is drums, really? Yeah, much. everything everything is a drum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's he's right, you know, because. I so what uh, what age did you finally get out in front of uh, an audience with with your drumming? Um, thirteen, right? Yeah. 13. So you've so you've started at seven. You've practiced and, until you were ten. You got your first drum kit at, at ten years 10, old, yeah. and and then you've been again just practicing with your drums. Yeah. And again, was that to CDs for all that time, or yeah. did you end? Were you playing with other people at that point? No, no, that, that was CDs. Now all this that time, all this time, you you now for those of you who don't know that uh, TJ has a martial arts background. Yeah. Uh, now, were you taking martial arts during this time? Yeah, and was that helping the uh, the the discipline for all this? The, I that? think it. I think it all it it all works together. As a matter of fact, the um, I I tell people all the time, like, well, anybody that would ask, like, ten years old for me, at the age of ten, I started literally everything that would become the person that I I kind of became the person that I am today at 10 years old like 
you knew, you knew, you knew what you wanted to do. Yeah, and I just set out on the path. Right. From then, it was like, okay, I got drums, I've got martial arts. I can sing. At the time, I didn't like to do it, but I could sing. It, it wasn't really my thing. Um, everything like the way I the way I perceived myself in the world, the way I wanted to carry myself and dress and everything. Like ten years old, I was the guy that I am now. The TJ Jitter style was already there at ten yeah, years old. Ten year, it, it was like born. It, kinda, it yeah, was born. Ten years old, everything came together all at the same time. Uh, at what um, At what point did you pick the guitar up as well? Uh, uh, and, and what what made you do that? Well, you well TJ is also a graduate of Limestone College, yeah, uh, music degree, right? Yep, right. Got a music degree so from Limestone. I would say that doing that, you probably had to become multi instrumental. Um, I did. Um, I played. The one thing that I didn't play at Limestone College though is guitar. I never touched a guitar at Limestone College. Hmm. But um, the uh trombone saxophone cello i got surprisingly good at cello i really liked yeah. i enjoyed playing the a cello. Lot of, a lot of people have time um you know hard time with that bowing action but i cello. i'm i'm with you i kind of that kind of it feels yeah. right when you cello, do it. cello cello kind of became a little bit of my thing but uh like and various other percussion instruments like marimba and timpani and all that but so so anything in the percussion family I can play. But then outside of that, some string instruments, some horns, I can I dabble. Right. Piano, I can play piano. I can read the music, the whole deal. So at 13 years old, you're you're thrust in in front of an audience, and was that a church or? I started uh, playing in church. Yeah. I started I started playing in church, and I had um, actually the drummer from my dad's band the first the first uh drum set that i got wasn't a new drum set it was a drum set that the drummer from my dad's band uh had bought and he gave it to me we drove down to stone mountain georgia and packed up this old set of tama imperial stars uh 26 by 20 kick drum uh six mounted toms so this is a big kit for a a young kid right yeah (laughs) and we took we took an old office chair and we had to uh and to make me tall enough he uh welded welded more length onto the bottom of this office chair just so I could be tall enough to play. So you had your own riser. Yeah. Well, now, um, now you, your family also runs a, um, a car a car repair shop, right? Yeah, a body and paint shop. Yeah. I'm sorry about all these pops and clicks, everybody. I spent all day yesterday looking for pop filters for these things, and everybody was sold out. So um, we're well, gonna have to wrap you in, uh, well, in I'm cotton gonna, wool or something. I, I'm just gonna order them offline, man. Um, <laughs> uh, and I'm sorry to our listeners out there for these pops. And Ladies and gentlemen, this is a professional production yeah, we, using we the cheapest possible <laughs> components. No, hush, 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 hush. <laughs> no, no, no. We 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 spend good money on good yeah, products. We do. And, and 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 just a reminder as well. You know, we are broadcasting from the New Way Lounge. Right. We record live, uh, but we do this. Uh, 
uh, for the artists and the uh, uh, entertainment community in Spartanburg. And, and we yeah. pay our guests. So uh, you will have seen we sell merchandise online as well. So, you know, all of the money that we generate from doing that, it does go back into buying equipment for... Uh, uh, for, for the podcast, and we are sponsored by the New Way, who are very and graciously. Uh, every guest we have on here, you can go online and listen to music that they have online and stream it, uh, or you can buy it. Uh, TJ, do you have music on stuff online? Right now, I do not have anything for sale online. I'm in the process of recording now. Well, I know you've got stuff on YouTube, like yeah. of live live performances and stuff, and I I even know that that the we did a Almond Brothers tribute band thing for Brian Teague. Yep. That is online. Yep. Um, you can catch TJ playing everywhere. Just get online, look him up. Uh, TJ, do you have a just, you got a Facebook page and Instagram, all yeah, that the, stuff? All that stuff. The uh, My Facebook page is TJ Jeter Entertainment. My Instagram is TJ underscore ENT. Go follow him. Follow him today. Uh, so, okay, so where, where, was we, where were we at? I'm sorry. So you've just got your, your first uh, kit. It's this big old Tamar yeah. kit, and you've had a, a, an extension made on your seat so that you're yeah. tall enough to play it. Uh, so then you ended up playing in church. And, in church. And was that something that was – was that by design, or was that just something that, that happened because well, – No, his family's they, big in the church. But, but was it something that was – pre-planned or did was it the case that today we need a drummer tj you're it um, um you know how, how did that work well it began with so i don't know so i grew up in a black baptist church and black baptist churches have and i'm saying black baptist churches because i don't know what other people do <laughs> so and i don't want to assume so uh and Black Baptist churches have multiple choirs. Yeah. Like music is huge. Yeah. Yeah. In in the black church, not just Baptist, but in the black church in general. Music music is is huge. So you got all these choirs and you have to have a choir anniversary. So if your choir started on this date in 1975 then on that date the next year you have an anniversary and you prepare all these songs and you invite different choirs to your church and they sing you sing your songs that you've prepared and they'll sing and there's a collection taken up and there's preaching there's a there's the whole deal so i began playing drums in the church only on those uh choir anniversaries they they didn't want they didn't want uh, drums in the church every Sunday. Right. A lot of the older mem- members yeah. were like, we don't need all of that mess and that racket. And were, were they the same with amplified uh, instruments as well, like the electric guitar? Or was they it wanted, purely acoustic? They wanted a keyboard. They wanted organ? like an a, like a organ or yeah. a piano. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and that was all. And that was it, yeah. So, yeah. so I, started playing, I started playing the drums only on... Uh, those choir anniversaries right so you would hear me play drums once a year so Mm. and the people start saying well this is great and we need this every sunday and a lot of those older people was saying no and no and it was always no and then and what happened um along with a couple of them passing away because they're really old also uh scriptures 
scriptures in the Bible that say that say things like you should uh, praise him with the loud sounding cymbals and praise him with the harpsichord and praise him with and all these different instruments. And then you confront them with that, and then yeah. and then they say, "Oh well, I guess we can have drums and church." Yeah, yeah. There's there's a pass there's a passage in there. Uh, I think come before the Lord in song, or mm-hmm. something like that. That's somewhere in there. Um, man, these pops are killing me. I'm gonna be glad when I get them filters. You Damn perhaps it. change your diet. Yeah, really. So, so, <laughs> really. So, TJ, uh, the the TJ image in your head was born at ten years old, yeah. uh, and at thirteen years old, you're you're playing in front of an audience. But still, were you frustrated at that point that you couldn't then play more often? And and what what brought you to that? How, how did you get into uh, playing? in front of a, a wider audience and and segue into your high school days and did that's you have I, any yeah, bands yeah. that's where i was going um so i wasn't really i wouldn't say i was frustrated because i was like you you have to think also i'm not i'm not so young that i don't remember like this is a time when there are no cell phones Oh yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like my face, it's not like my face is stuck in a cell phone yeah. on on social media all yeah. day. Like so, I was very entertained by my CDs. Yeah. Like my CDs and my five disc changer were my life. Yeah. So I was not frustrated at all. Like I played, I played drums for James Brown. Yeah. Every <laughs> you were night, part, part of that band. Yeah, I was night. in the yeah. James Brown band, so I was not frustrated <laughs> like, at all. But um. But uh, and sometimes I messed up and he fined me yeah. the whole deal. Like he would do but, that. Uh, but uh, so I got into uh, so going into high school, you're uh, 14 years old, 13, yeah. 14 years old, and meet guys that are guys that are playing guitar but have never played with anybody else. And, and guys that are playing bass that yeah. and. And uh, I went to high school with a lot of guys Sean that are around here that play a lot. Right. And we all came up together playing together, like Sean yep. O'Shields. Yep. Uh, yep. We went to high school together. John Inman, who plays bass, hmm. we were in high school. We were all in high school at the same time. John Inman has a has a younger brother named Scott, who is an incredible guitar player. Right. They have a cousin. That's a great guitar player. Um, we started a, and I met those guys. We started a band, not not Sean O'Shields. Sean O'Shields was in another band with some mm-hmm. with some uh, different guys, but uh, John Inman, his brother, and another guy, uh, Kyle Yarborough, and I think that Kyle is in Charleston now. But I, we started a band together. I can tell you where why, where Kyle is because <laughs> because I was happening through uh, Facebook Marketplace earlier yesterday looking for uh, various old crap that I like to buy, and he was selling some of said crap. <laughs> <laughs> so let me let me there you have it. Let me, let, okay, so so here you are. You're, you're playing through high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you got into college, you start studying music full on. Uh, what was your minor, by the way? History, history, yeah. of of just general history, or okay, all right. So before I before I forget, and this is something really important I want to touch on, is the benefit you do every year. Okay, uh, will you tell us about that, please, sir? So yeah, um, my family has a scholarship foundation. It's the Marisha Sheree Jeter Scholarship Foundation, or the 
uh, MSJ Scholarship Foundation where we give out a $1,000 scholarship each year to a graduating senior of Union High School. My In 2008, my sister uh, was murdered and that's a thing that was my mom's kind of brainchild, a, a thing that she wanted to do. And we uh, kind of it's brainstormed a bunch of different events that we could do to raise money yeah. and for the for the scholarship and we came up the the three that stuck and each of these three are things that that are uh based off of points of her personality so each october we do a dinner sale and she would go to my grandmother's house all the time and uh cook with my grandmother so she she loved to cook so we do this dinner sale each October, the fourth Sunday of October, and we've been doing these. Uh, this year is year fifteen, I believe. Yeah. But uh, then, in March, we do our singing. We we do our choir and solo singing competition. Right. That's that's every March, which COVID put a big halt on that. Yeah. But um, we do we do that in March, and because she was the singer, and a while back I said. When I was younger, I could sing and I knew that and I knew that I could, but I never did. Yeah. It's because she was such a monster, monster singer. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have to. But um She kinda you know, took the limelight on that. Yeah, yeah, and and I was happy for like she was yeah. she's like you have no idea. Like yeah. that I, I don't even know who I would compare her to. Yeah. But um also in in uh August we have a cheer camp because she was a cheerleader. Right. She was a high school cheerleader, so we do that every august and each of those three events we do each year and they all uh raise money all the money goes into the spartanburg county foundation Mm -hmm. just right over here and each year we give out a scholarship that's an incredibly generous way of uh, remembering somebody and uh, that's uh, really admirable and um that you're giving that back to the community and uh, and youngsters who want to uh, get into music and por- perform. Uh, is it is it just for the performing arts or? Oh no no. Or is it, so it's a, a, a general school mm-hmm. scholarship. Right? A- anyone that yeah. any graduate that's in need uh, yeah. of union. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. It can be any one of those. Okay. So all right, here we are in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got your degree. Yeah. Uh, when you are, we are going to get TJ to play a couple of songs uh, here in just a little bit, and we're almost done with the interview portion. But right. uh, I want to know. Okay, uh, right right after right after college, what was what was you doing? Because so, I think I think that's close to where we are now. You're not okay. you're not old fellow at all. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, right at right after college, and and let me I need to at least I need to at least touch on this because there's a huge there's yeah. a huge portion of my life that um, people don't know about. And when I say people, the uh, the TJ is a drummer and guitar player and singer. People don't know that for all through high school and all through college, I rapped and toured as a rapper. I opened up for big name artists. Right. I went on the road. I flew all over the country. A like, Jelly Roll just won. Jelly. Um, I did shows with with a uh, Jelly Roll je- back yeah. before Jelly Roll. Um, bet before his face looked like the bottom of a eighth grade <laughs> desk. <laughs> no catcher's mitt. 
No, but no, but like seriously, like it, and and I say I did shows with him. It's not like if he walked into the room and saw me, he would know exactly who I was right away. But we, but we did meet. We did shows together. Uh, a lot of different, a lot of different artists. How did all that come about, TJ? Um, and that was see my one of my older brothers hmm. like to rap, and. I just wanted to be doing I I was always very artistic and very creative and anything that I kind of felt like I could do I would try to do it. Yeah. And more often than not and not I'm not saying this in an arrogant way and I hope it doesn't come off this way, but more often than not I got good at it. Mm. And so I just started doing that. I was also playing drums. Like I, I, I vividly remember, um, I had a, we we did a HBCU tour. We were doing uh, black colleges, and I was opening up for these big name artists. And I had a show in Montgomery, Alabama. We went to Montgomery, Alabama. Did the radio interview. Uh, that afternoon did the show that night hung out for a while and got right back in the car drove all the way from Montgomery uh, Montgomery Alabama all the way back to Union South Carolina and I played in church I played drums in church that Sunday morning <laughs> I would just That's, do it like yeah. and, and I mean and I run myself to death like that to this day yeah. I just yeah. I love to do it and I just go and I yeah. do it that, that, that's uh, just on that subject. That's one thing that that I've uh, kind of uh, not been surprised about because I already knew, but it, but it's kind of hit me a little bit. And that is the the performing. You know, South Carolina compared to where I come from in England, South Carolina is huge. And just to play in South Carolina alone, you've got to be prepared to do a couple of hours traveling to get to a gig. Or and then if you're in North Carolina or Georgia or Tennessee, then you know it's it's. It's incredible the amount of traveling yeah. that, that uh, local artists are doing just to be heard and just to perform. Yeah. And it's something that... Uh, and, and now it's twice as hard because of all the the, the, the bars closing, you know? Mm-hmm. All this high insurance stuff. Yeah. You, you know, it, it's, 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 it's just bad all around. I would, I, would play, I would play a blues gig on drums with Freddie Vanderford on a Friday night at like Lil D's or something like that. And then on Saturday, I would be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yeah. And then Sunday morning, I'd be at my church in Union, South Carolina, yeah. playing drums. Do you yeah. still do that? And I, and I, uh, not the, not now. Uh-uh. So during, during, uh, a lot of churches shut down during COVID and mm. my church, my church shut down and they have reopened, but they still don't do music. Any, they don't do music now. So. <clears throat> so how um, how do you fit the uh, the traveling and the gigging in with uh, with your family life? I know you you've got a uh, yeah, yeah got a newborn young, young child now and uh, yeah. congratulations yeah. thank you yeah. thank you I, I see I see you out and about uh, sometimes and and I know that you you're getting uh, getting them involved in uh, yeah. uh, in music as well yeah. is that something that perhaps came from your folks that they you know they instilled in you the the encouragement and the uh, the, the the desire to I, get I them into music or is it 
I don't I don't know that I'm I don't know that I'm trying to get my son into music. You he's, gotta let he's him. just musical. Yeah. Like he is crazy How musical. Is he, yeah. He's uh mimics he, all kinds of be, stuff, doesn't he? will be two on St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. yeah. So he's right around nineteen months old yeah. right now. Um but yeah, he is he's got rhythm. He like he claps on two and four yeah. naturally. <laughs> he like I he can't like even do dances, that. he yeah, but but he does. He he naturally has rhythm. He mimics uh, sounds. I yeah. can sing something to him, and yeah. he sings it back to me. Yeah, yeah. I used to do that when I was a kid. They yeah. mimic all kind. Of, it wouldn't be. It could be just some weird noise on the TV. My mm-hmm. dad said I'd mimic that shit. Yeah. But but anyway, um, TJ, is there anything you want to push? Uh, now I, I do want to ask you. You you did touch on that you were in the midst of recording some stuff. Yeah. Okay, well, well, when's that going to be out? And and uh, do can you tell us um, anything else about it? I don't have a date. I don't have a date just yet. I have two songs done, and I'm getting ready to go back into the studio and record some more. I'm also working. On, I'm also writing some songs for um, another artist that we're going to start recording some of her stuff also. So there you go. Where about, a lot of stuff. Whereabouts are you recording right now? Where? Whereabouts? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Studio 101. <clears throat> and that is where? In Easley? Or somewhere like That's, that? That's uh, Woodruff. Woodruff. Yeah. yeah. Right on. Yeah, they did a couple of Tony Slaughter's uh, yeah. things, I think. Um, now, I, I was going to go back in and do uh, some um, the Piedmont Blues stuff that I was doing. I've got a whole other album ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I was going to try and get Buddy Strong to help me do it again because yeah. he did the last one. But they moved the sit and spin. Because Buddy did, you know, when... when Yeah, I saw that. I don't know where it is now, but I, I didn't see that. I don't know either, and I don't know if Buddy's still with them or not either. Um, but when they shut down Barney Barnwell's place, or when, when COVID happened mm-hmm. and, and Buddy couldn't pay for it, mm-hmm. man, that, look, Barney Barnwell, um, he used to do what you used to do, go tour the colleges and do like a review type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, like um, it was it was uh, psychedelic bluegrass is what he did. <laughs> <laughs> and sold moonshine on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, all right, so, and you don't know when that album's going to be out. Do you have a name for it yet? So, uh, the working title is uh, Ballads from the Concrete. There you go. But we'll see it we'll see if that sticks i like the name but we'll we'll just have to see and is, is it your 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 funk style or what 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 style of music is this or is it a, a, a very a varied uh, collection um, or are you letting just you're gonna let it grow organically it yeah it's kind of growing organically but my my uh my more mature self leans way more toward like sam cook yeah so like the impressions kind of that's kind of yeah. my like that's my style of, of singing yeah. if i'm sitting down behind the drums i want to play funk yeah as a drummer yeah. when i'm singing i want to sing sam yeah. cook yeah so i gotta yeah. find a you gotta figure out a way to put the two of those together let the good times roll well ladies and gentlemen you've been listening to tj jeter here at the new way lounge the oldest bar in spartanburg south carolina brought to you by the hub city music society and sparkle city sessions We're going to get TJ to play some music for you right here in just a little bit, so don't go anywhere. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here at the New Way Lounge, downtown Spartanburg, South Carolina, the oldest bar in town. It's Sparkle City Sessions, and we've got TJ Jeter here to perform for you live. All right, this is an original titled, You're Enough.
It's deep as the ocean, wide as the sky above. I'm just describing the way that I love. So if I never even see another girl, you're enough. Tall as a mountain, pure as the driven snow. Just need your hand to hand and to hold. So if I never even see another girl, you're enough. Oh yeah, you're enough. Ain't hard to see why I love you You always take good care of me It take a fool to not give you the sun, moon, and stars And baby, that ain't who I'm gonna be Safe as a baby Held in God's hands As long as you let me I'll be your man So if I never Even see another girl You're enough Oh yeah You're enough All right, keep those good tunes coming, brother. Uh, don't forget out there, if you're in Spartanburg, go check out live music. Uh, it's what sustains us. We get it almost every night When that moon gets big and bright It's a supernatural delight Everybody's dancing in the moonlight And everybody here is out of sight they don't bark and they don't bite They keep things loose, they keep things light Everybody's dancing in the moonlight Dancing in the moonlight Everybody's feeling warm and bright It's such a fine and natural sight Everybody's dancing in the moon We like our fun, we never fight you can dance, stay up tight. It's a supernatural delight. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight, dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's feeling warm and bright. It's such a fine and natural sight. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's feeling warm and bright It's such a fine and natural sight Everybody's dancing in 
the moonlight. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to TJ Jeter live on Sparkle City Sessions. I'd like to apologize for all the pops and clicks that's on me. Uh, when we have TJ back, we'll make sure those are long gone. Um, TJ, it's been great to have you here today, uh, and really nice for for me to spend some time with you as well. Because I know we've not really done that. I played a little yeah. with you, but yeah. uh, we've not really had a chance to talk. It was great to meet you, TJ. Great it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Be safe out there, and we'll catch you on the flip flop. You've been listening, Sparkle City Sessions. I'm Mark Rocco Dawson. And I'm Paul Topless, and we'll see you again real soon. And we've been with we've been with TJ. We'll see you soon. <laughs> <laughs>